Hello, everyone. It's episode 53 of the BCG Podcast. I'm Ayana, and I'm here with A.O.S. Joe. A.O.S. Joe. Um, so a few topics to talk about. March Madness is finally here. Um, they finally have the bracket available. I'm super excited about that. Uh, like I said, I'm not. I watch a whole lot of college basketball, but I am very big on Duke um, going all the way this year. They take on VCU or uh, UCF the first round. Um, so I'm really big on them right now. I like North Carolina as well. I'm really big on ACC. But um, if I'm going to pick a team to take it, I'll probably go ahead and pick uh, Duke and Zion and Andre Barrett. Okay, okay. Um, I haven't done my bracket yet, so I'm probably going to do that today when I uh, finally well, get it's, settled. It's not, it's not really the bracket. I mean, it's just basically us just saying who we think is going to take it all. I don't yeah, really I'm, go through, I'm I'm still really go through the whole out. bracket. I also want to fill one out. So you don't. So you don't have a favorite. Well, you don't have a favorite team that you think might win the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going for the Tar Heels. Okay, so you got Tar Heels. I got Duke. Um, well, I guess we'll see how that goes. But as far as the whole bracket, I never fill out the whole bracket. It's always it always gets messed up, like first round, because every you know it's always a sweep. It's always a team that ends up winning that's not supposed to win or. Just something happened. So I'll just go ahead and say I, I'm, I'm hoping that Duke can take the whole thing. Um, and you have Tar Heels. So. Yep. Those are pretty much our picks. All right, the Lakers and LBJ lost to the Knicks yesterday. Um, LeBron had a last-minute, uh, last-second attempt to win the game. He got blocked. Um, pretty – I'm not really too big on what's going on right now with the Lakers. It's kind of unfortunate. But once again, I think this all falls on LeBron and his um, decision-making of trying to get something happening as far as a trade during the season. It kind of made it sour for the guys who want to go out and play with them. Um, they're sounding their face probably on the sideline because of LeBron James, of course. But I feel like during the offseason, a lot of those guys are going to be trying to leave and go to another team. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I kind of feel like this whole thing is LeBron's fault, in my opinion. Because I feel like he didn't have to have his agent come out and say that Anthony Davis wanted to trade. I think that was, unless you know the trade is going to happen, don't go out and do that. Um, that causes a lot of turmoil in the locker room. That guys looking at other guys' money. Um, then you got the coach Luke Walton, who's he's not making anything better. hasn't hasn't made anything better since he's been there. And actually, the Phoenix Suns are looking at him to be their next coach. So he's probably gonna get uh he's probably gonna be getting rid of by the end of the season from the by the Lakers. And um, you know, like I said, it's just it's terrible that they're they're losing to teams like the Knicks. And I mean, I don't know. Uh hey, just better for my Warriors so we can go ahead and win this whole thing. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm upset about that loss last night. I really thought the Lakers might have had had it going, but that that block at the last minute kind of sealed the deal, shut it down, and I really feel like he's kind of closing the closing the chapter on this season already. And I wish that they did keep the trade under uh, wraps because you know the kind of does mess with some of the players' mental and think like, oh, I'm not good enough to play on the team with LeBron. But I also don't think that that's the only reason why they're losing. I think it still falls on everybody at the team because it's a team sport. It's not just one person. So I think that together that they they got to kind of come together and win the game that they need to win, and also everybody's injured right now. Everybody that's been, like, key players to to the season has been injured, so they've got to kind of play around guys, too. So it's, it's just 
Now you can see that the Lakers are hoping they come back a lot stronger next season. Hopefully they don't get rid of a lot of the guys, but they move some pieces of necessary people around to get other people in place to kind of get those wins back up. So that's what I'm hoping to see next season for the Lakers. Well, the reason why I said it falls on LeBron is because I feel like he sets the tone for this team. He sets the tone, so you can't be so quick. This is the thing that LeBron, this is why so many people don't put him in the categories of Kobe and Michael, even though people feel like, oh, he's right there with Michael. I don't think so. I've never thought LeBron James was right there with Michael. I've always said he was never going to be that close to Michael because one thing about Michael, Michael is a totally different player. He's not like that. LeBron carries a cocky, conceited attitude within himself, you can tell. Why would you get your agent to tell anybody? Why would you want your agent to come out and say that these guys are being traded? Every team that LeBron goes to, you know what guys say about him? Oh, he's going to get the whole team traded. He doesn't care about you. And it comes, it ends up being true. That's not, that's not setting a, that's not setting any kind of tone for your players when they're, when you know that you're the star player and they're, they're basically like your supporting cast. Like, if you look at it, they're his supporting cast. So you want to set the tone for a team that wants to go out and, and ride for you? You have to not do stuff like that in particular. And as far as the team and how they're playing, I don't think they were playing so bad if LeBron would have made people feel a lot more comfortable and made them feel as though they were a part of the team or made them feel as though they mattered. Like, Lonzo Ball is really one of the main reasons, in my opinion, why they're not going to the playoffs. But wasn't he one of those guys that was just, included in the trade you see how backwards that is so you have a point guard that's starting for you that's really a good pretty pretty good point guard has a lot of potential and can really go out and make things happen you have him put in your trade to get anthony davis how does that look that's just like the warriors trying to make a trade right now and trying to trade clay thompson do you really think clay thompson is going to go out and play the same way before that happens answer the question (laughs) <laughs> Probably not. Absolutely, he's not because it's a, it's a, it's these are grown men. When you try, when you do stuff like that, you mess up their pride. And these are players that really take this game seriously. They're NBA players, they're professionals. So I mean, professionals really are on another level. This is what they eat, sleep, and breathe. This is basketball to them. This is their life. You're trying them when you're putting them in a in a uh, a trade with players. So you can come up basically on on, on your or your on your end, or that's what you thought was going to happen. So yeah, I absolutely do feel like this is LeBron's fault that his team is not going to the playoffs because if he would have probably kept his mouth closed, these guys would have probably put in a little more effort for him. But when he did that, you slowly saw them decline. Am I wrong? Well, no. Like I said, at the end of the day, yeah, he shouldn't have spoke out about it about it, but they still need to play as a team, so he kind of had to come back and explain to them, you know, what he what he was trying to do and how it kind of backfired on him, and he's got to still let them know, okay, I didn't get who I wanted, but we're still a team at the end of the day. we got to get it together and play, and well, I don't know if, he, if he's had those talks in the locker room or if he hasn't had those talks, but that's something that probably should have been done that probably would have brought well, more it, of a rapport on, on the team as well, so they could well, maybe want yeah. some more games. That's, that's all I would say. That's, no, no, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying the reason why I said what I said about LeBron and the reason as to why this is how it is is because it pretty much is. He made a decision to put that out there, and now his, his 
players are basically giving their butt to kiss, basically. And that's what they did. So they went out and not played for them. They went out and pretty just played mediocre. They didn't really care. Nobody really cared. They might like LeBron as the player he is, but at the end of the day, he knew what he was getting himself into. He was dealing with a Lakers team that hasn't been to the playoffs in six years. Why do you think what, – what makes you think that um, you coming to the team, if you're not necessarily going to be able to – uh, mold this team into a playoff team right away. Why would you really think that it was really going to be anything different from the from the last year? Because this is what everybody was saying. Oh yeah, they're going to go to the playoffs. Oh, it's... well, guess what? It didn't happen. <laughs> and now they're going to have to get back uh, to get their stuff back together in the off season so they can make a, a way to to um, to get back to the playoffs. Um, and it's going to be hard work. And like I said, a lot of those guys are getting traded. So, honestly, like I said, Joe, a lot of these guys aren't going to be with the Lakers next year. They don't give a shit. They're going to get paid at another team. They're going to go to another team. They're going to be. They're going to mean the world to those teams that they go to. Kyle Kuzma is a – he's going to be a really good player in, in a couple – he's already pretty good right now. Do you know he was one of those people included in that trade? Why yeah, would you include him? So why would you include a player that's going out and busting his butt like the way he is, dropping 30 points in there? I instantly saw that whenever he was including that trade, he wasn't going out playing the same. He wasn't going out playing the same. He wasn't. And once again, when you do stuff like that, there are always going to be, like, stuff that are going to, like, backfire in, on his end. And I feel like him – whatever he did, we had a talk with his agent and said, oh, yeah, let's get Anthony here, whatever he did, and messed it all up. And that's, they were, they were on a good, they were on a good path. They could have made the playoffs. I'm not, let's, let's not, let's not act like the Lakers couldn't make the playoffs. They could have made the playoffs. They were not playing that bad. LeBron had his injury. Lonzo had his injury. And then that's what happened. So when stuff like that happened, all right, it falls on you. And I'll be honest, LeBron was out for a very long time with that injury that he had. They really went on a bad losing streak when he was not there, you, you, you know? So once that happened, you're done. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it with that. And, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just a Warriors fan here, but I'm just speaking on, <laughs> on behalf of the Lakers, um, on behalf of the Lakers, Lakers fans that probably feel the same way or are just really upset with how their seasons went this year. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping for a better season next year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just a better season overall from LeBron, pretty much. Uh, you know, we're looking at his last year in the NBA, so I really want to see him make it to the playoffs. You know, have opportunity to contend for a championship if he can with the Lakers. I'm hoping that that does happen before he retires. So, um, you know, let's hope for some good stuff. All right. Um, next to the next, um, on the next topic, Anderson Pack is putting out a new album. He also has a new single at the moment. Um, Joe, oh, yeah. you want to explain that? Yeah. So his new album is called Ventura. He's going continuing with the going up the coast in terms of all the beaches in uh, California. This one's actually coming out next month. And uh, from his new thing we put out on Friday called King James, I can tell it's going to be a lot more um, like soulful and it's going to have a lot more instrumentation in it in mm-hmm. comparison to the album he put out, which was um, Oxnard. That album was real production-heavy in terms of, like, beats, so you could tell it had, like, Dr. Dre beats and stuff like that on it, but this was more of him and his band, Free Nationals. I'm really excited about this project because this guy, 
a lot of key features on here. It's actually got a feature from Andre 3000. You've got uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Brandy, mm-hmm. Nate Dog, yep, Smokey Robinson, Layla Hathaway. Oh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really good in yeah. terms of uh, all those all those features there. And then Anderson Pack really mm-hmm. never disappoints. So I'm excited to see. We'll listen to this next month, and then um, this, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So I'm really hyped about that, and can't wait till that comes out on vinyl as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for any Anderson Pack project. He always puts out good quality projects, so I'm really excited to see what he has in store. It's just so crazy. He just put out an album, it seems like. Now he's putting out another one. So I guess that's yep. just that work ethic that, you know, that needs to happen all the time um, with these particular artists. You know, some artists put out a record, you never hear from them another three years. You have some artists that put out uh albums and then they're back at it again the next year or the next few months ahead or putting out mixtapes you know it's just some artists that really you know try to stay relevant as much as possible i think anderson pack um even with him putting out his last album that you know he had a grammy uh he won a grammy off um off that album with bubbling um so he's putting out some good quality stuff and i'm like you said i'm excited to hear what he has in store with that next album also Two-time um, Grammy winner, her, is putting out a project, too. And I'm very excited for her project. If yeah, I'm, it could be pretty good. If I'm, yeah, if I'm looking at who more I'm more excited about, I'm probably going to say her, because I really do love her music. I think her music is very quality. She has some good quality stuff, too. She always puts out good stuff. And I feel like she's just, I mean, she's just a pretty, she's a really good, uh, she's a really good R&B artist. I mean, um, I feel like she, she has a really, really bright future. For her to only be what I think twenty two or twenty one, I mean that's amazing. Like the the stuff that she puts out, I thought she was older than that, but to know mm-hmm. that she's that age, putting out that kind of stuff and putting out that kind of music is amazing because it's like you don't get that many artists around that age doing that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or putting out that kind of material, and um, I think it's best when we're showing people that are actually talented the attention that they deserve, you know what I'm saying? Not the people that are, you know, kind of so, so talented. She's actually a very talented uh, artist, and she plays, like, six different instruments. I mean, she has a very bright future. That's just, that's just um, how I have to say about it. Um, yeah, she has a very bright future with this. So I'm really excited about her new project that will be uh, coming out. And um, I, mean, I haven't heard much about who's going to be featured on it, but I know she took a picture with Ty Dolla Sign. I think they were in the studio. So I'm guessing yeah, Ty yeah. Dolla Sign is going to be um, somebody that's going to be featured on it or could be helping produce the um, project. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Right. Do you know when that one's coming out or that she didn't have a date or anything just yet? Not too sure. Um, I don't think she put out a date on that, um, not yet at least. But if she if she, she mentioned it that it's going to be coming out, she'll probably have a date coming out soon. So I would say probably the summer is when to uh, check that out. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, so Schoolboy Q also has a new single. You said that his this is his first single in the past three years? Yeah, three years. Okay. Um, well, hey, excited about that because I haven't heard much from Schoolboy Q. And um, Schoolboy Q is one of those artists I actually liked um, with PDE. And, um, yeah, to know he hasn't put out a project in three years, that's crazy. I mean, that's a very long time. But, you know, that's that thing where I was saying some artists go out and take breaks and some artists are just having their foot on people next. And I feel like um, hopefully once he gets back started, hopefully he continues to keep just putting out projects or keep putting out music because um, 
is really needed right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, um, have you heard the song yet? I haven't heard the song. Um, oh no. yeah, you got it. You got to listen to it. It's a, it's a real hype song. He put out the, put out the visuals for it too. Um, the video is really funny for the song, so uh, yeah. I think I think that kind of accompanies like the energy that he had that he wanted to capture from the song as well. So it's a real mm-hmm. it's a real high energy track, and I'm hoping he comes out with some more stuff like that. Real real good high mm-hmm. energy uh, in his music. And I'm hoping that that may that may mean that TDE is going to just start putting out a bunch of bunch of other stuff. So so hopefully Schoolboy Q and then maybe another set of the projects she's getting in the studio too, and Kendrick and J Rock and Absol and everybody else start coming from there. That'd be really cool to see. Yep, they're pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm just like you said, I'm I'm excited about uh I'm excited about his new uh, project that. Supposed to be dropping soon. She said he's dropping a project too, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, so he's dropping a project. So yeah, it should be pretty good. Um, the schoolboy too. So I don't, I don't think I'll be let down. He always puts out some quality stuff. Um, and also too, we have uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on: Russell Westbrook and this whole thing that he had uh, with the fan. Uh, you know what? I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook, but I also think sometimes he does a little too much. Um, not to be funny, I understand where people are coming from with the racist comments and stuff like that. But I feel like as an NBA player, you're trained to take anything at, at, in all serious matters. Like, you've heard the worst of the worst. Like, I played basketball, too. I played basketball. I played private school basketball. I actually played in private school where it was a predominantly uh, – I played at a, I played at a, um, in high school. I played at a private school. and um, one of the teams that we were playing because we were I, I played I went to an all black um, it was an all black private school really well sort of all black private school and it was a, another school called Providence Day or Cannon have you heard of those schools No I haven't Okay so Cannon um, actually had uh, NBA NBA type prospect guy but um, they during while we were playing while our guys were playing um, they were saying stuff like um, it was mentioning because a lot of the players that were there were there on scholarship as far as, you know, and a lot of them were black players. Mm-hmm. So at the school I was at, um, at the school I was at, they were basically just mimicking, making a lot of jokes, and they were uh, chanting out ignorant, to me, racist stuff just because of some of the players were there on scholarship. Some of them were all black players. And it was um, it was an all white it was based like an all white uh, it was pretty much all white uh, high school kids that were there watching the game, and that's what they were saying. So I'm just like, basketball players have heard the worst of the worst. I mean, you can't you can't sit up here and tell me that that guy saying what he said made you act like that. Like I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook, but I think he needs to tone it down sometimes. That whole mentality that he has is going to be the reason why he doesn't win a championship. Period. Everybody's talking about, oh, well, I'm just, I'm, just, I feel so upset about why they're doing this, and he's acting like this. Well, I mean, come on, come on, dude. You make millions of dollars to play in the NBA. Like, you ain't gonna sit up here and tell me that that's really upsetting you. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'm a little bit more laid back for them to care about the matter, but it's just like, what? You really got that upset, and then and then it's like 
when he said it, he's like, I'll F you up in your life. I'm like, first off, that's not even the way you're supposed to talk to anybody. I don't care what's going on with your situation. If you want to mention your uh, frustration out on the guy, then do that. But what do you – I think everything Russell Westbrook does for show. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of his, but I think what he does sometimes is for show. He's a great basketball player, but what he does sometimes is for show, in my opinion. Period. It was no reason for you to go off like that. Let them suspend that guy or ex- 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 ban him from the uh, arena. Why would you even? No, LeBron James, this is the thing. I watch LeBron James, and this is where I'm going to give some um, big ups to LeBron. I've heard LeBron James deal with some of the worst stuff. People, I've seen him have to deal with the worst. Um, Chance, I've seen him have to deal with the worst. Pulses, um, at games. And he never disrespected not one of those people. Never. Have you ever seen LeBron James say anything ignorant to a fan? Have you? I think what you got to remember, though, is that at the end of the day, the NBA players are human beings, too. And some of these fans kind of get carried away, and they want to treat them like they're not actual people that have actual feelings and emotions and stuff like that. And Utah, the state, well, I'm in the city, and the Utah Jazz has had a long-standing deal with having racist fans. So you have to also understand that. So I don't think that he's going out of proportion. I think maybe he loses his composure a little more than people like LeBron or something like that because they're at a different level to where, you know, they're going to have to deal with that. But I think that he was spot on for the way he reacted because of the fact that they, you know, they took him out of his character. And he's supposed to be there playing the game. He's not there to interact with the fans or anything like that during the game. After the game, okay, I can interact with the fans, play, take pictures, give away shoes, jerseys, whatever. But you interrupting that man at his job. So I think that he was spot on for the way he reacted. And I don't think he did anything wrong. Well, this is my opinion on it. I feel like he he was a little bit over the top with the whole situation, and that's just how I'm going to take that. I don't think that anybody has been scrutinized the way LeBron James has been scrutinized when he goes to games. He's had to deal with, with crappy fans calling him bitch-ass baby, and he hasn't said anything. So um, Russell Westbrook, a guy telling you to get back on your knees like you're supposed to, I would have looked at him and said, guess what, man? You know how much money I make just to play basketball? Shut up and sit down and watch the game. He didn't even have to go as hard as he did. I think Russell Westbrook, once again, he just does too, He just does way too much. He always does, though. This is not the first time I've said Russell Westbrook does too much. He always does this stuff. He speaks to analysts crazy. Um, when he's sitting at the – when he's going – he's in the game or when he's about to get in the game – a broadcast, he told the broadcast to shut the fuck up. I mean, he does stuff like this all the time. This is not the first time that I'm – and I'm not just saying this just because I'm just not being oblivious to the fact that he's an NBA player and things like this happen. But I've seen NBA players – there are a lot of NBA players that have dealt with much worse, much worse trash talk from fans than Russell Westbrook. I mean, LeBron James is number one at that. You ain't never seen LeBron James say nothing stupid out of his mouth like that. And he's had it bad, like bad. For the past years, every time the Warriors win a championship, you don't think LeBron James has to deal with a crappy fan saying some crazy stuff? I think he's probably heard the worst. 
he's probably heard much worse than that. And I'm pretty sure he's dealt with racist fans all over the place. And there are probably other players, too, that have dealt with it. But they still have not reacted the way Russell Westwood does. But I think Russell Westwood does this all the time, though. So this is not like the first time I'm saying this, and I'm saying it out of me not uh, me not being, uh, how do you say it? Uh, I don't know, me not understanding why he's doing that. But I feel like it's a little bit over the top. That's all I'm saying. He's a little bit over the top. He knows it. That's why he. That's why Stephen A. goes to the uh, says that Stephen A. even said it. Stephen A.'s like it was way too much. Like I was just watching Stephen A. on um, ESPN on uh, Jump the Court. But well, he was on first take and Jump the Court. But on first take, he's like he was just doing a little too much, and he always does this all the time. This is not. This is very normal for Russell Westbrook. So I totally get what you're saying, but no. That's un- it's unacceptable. And then on top of that, I think the biggest thing with him in this whole situation is the fact that he mentioned um, the wife, which I feel like is so out of line. Everybody's thinking that it's all right just because of the racial slur that was put out there. But So you'll basically harass a man's wife because of a racial slur. Is that acceptable? Like I said, I think – you know, he just lost his composure on that. Whereas a lot, you know, like you said, LeBron, LeBron's much more composed because he's been in the light all the time with well, various situations and everything like that. So that's why I think he's, you know, he's a different person. Like LeBron can come in and win all the games, be hype, or just be, you know, even all the way through. Say, it doesn't really I'm affect him. He's a much better person because Steph Curry has dealt with this stuff too. It's a lot of players that have dealt with this stuff a lot, just like Russell Westbrook, and they don't act like that, just because they probably know their position. They're NBA players. You get paid nearly a million dollars to play a game. Like, I mean, it's not that much in the world that's going to upset me when I go out and play. It's not anything that's probably going to upset me as an NBA player making that much and in that position and in that limelight that I'm going to sit up there and say, I'll F you up, you and your wife. Like, no, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing that can really even go in between. Um, it's nothing that can even really, and he loses his composure way too much. He just got called for a six, his 16th technical in the NBA, so he'll be out a game, which I think is tonight. He's just all over the place. Like, <laughs> I mean, Russell Westbrook is just going to have to tone his stuff down. And if he doesn't win a championship, I'm telling you right now, that is the reason why he's not going to win a championship. His attitude stinks. He needs to get that together. And I feel like as an NBA player in your position, it shouldn't even you shouldn't even have you shouldn't even be going through all that. But you know, I mean, I guess people are just gonna have their opinions. I'm gonna stick with what Stephen A. said. He was doing too much, and that's just how I feel about it. So, um, like I said, I'm a big fan of Russell. I love watching him play, but I also know that he does a little too much when it comes down to reacting to fans. When it comes down to uh, reacting to players. Um, talking about players, all that. He says a whole lot of stuff about the NBA players as well. When he talks about um, who these players are, like I, I think one game he told Damian Lillard he had been uh, busting his ass on the court. I mean, I don't know. It's a lot. I just, it's just so many things I think he just does a little bit over the top. But, I mean, 
we are all entitled to our opinion. So I, I definitely, I definitely get what you're saying about um, him losing his composure, and that's how you're going to take it. But I'm, I'm just going to take the route of saying he's trying, he needs to tone down. So that's where we're at with it. Um, and this is what the podcast is for, just to give our opinions, talk about this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. And I know for sure, one thing I will say, with the NBA playoffs right around the corner, this is not the time to be doing this stuff. This is not the time to be getting, you know, getting out of control like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is the time where you should be trying to mesh with your team, um, not even just mesh, but getting to get into that playoff mindset. You can't go through the playoffs doing this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you can't go through the playoffs having uh, attitudes, yelling at the refs, getting kicked out, having technical. This is Draymond Green behavior. And I've said the same thing about Draymond Green. He's the same exact way. His attitude thing. I don't even think he's going to be with the Warriors after this season. And to be uh, quite frank, I don't want him to be with the Warriors after this season. I think they're a better team without him. Um, if anything, I think they'll probably give KD a, a pretty huge contract before they give Draymond one. And what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think uh, they're if they win this uh, championship, they'll keep KD for sure. They won't let him go anywhere. Um, I think well, really because they got Boogie, they could really take it or leave it with Draymond. Right. Yeah. That's, I how, think, that's how I feel about it. So no, absolutely, you're right. I think they're not going to keep him. I think he's caused so much trouble and probably turmoil in the locker room that they have going on. He, they probably don't even want to do it anymore. And I feel like. I think his time is up, and his era with them is pretty much up now. I think they're looking at it in that way, and they're probably saying, "Hey, let's put, let's give Demarcus Cousins this money, and um, you know, send Boogie on his way, and let him go on to another team." Um, like I said, but Kevin Durant, we're saying they might keep Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant has to want to stay with the Warriors. So that too, I, yeah. I think that's the thing right now too that people are looking at is he going to want to save the Warriors or is he going to want to go to another team so I guess that's something yeah. that we're going to have to see um, we're going to have to um, pay attention to and see what happens with that um, so any more topics that we have for this um, for episode 53 no yeah. I think that was it yeah, we covered everything uh, let me see um, uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I know D. Loden had a pretty awesome game last night um, against the L.A. Clippers, but Lou Williams ended up hitting the game winner. So I thought that was yeah. pretty awesome. Um, he's just been playing so well. And, like, it's just crazy that just to know that the Lakers had D'Angelo Russell and they could still have him while he's, like, on his he's, his breakthrough season this year. Do you know how good their team would have been with – LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, and then probably bring in Anthony Davis. I mean, wow, that would be like a that would be a really good team right there. But you know, I mean, I guess it's just one of those decision making things that uh, Magic Johnson will have to look at and say, "I dropped the ball on that, but we got to move on." Um, yeah, so, I think so. Yep. So um, it looks like that's gonna be it for episode fifty-three of the BCG podcast. Uh, we will be back next week to speak on more topics. Um, anything else you want to say, Joe? Uh, no, that was it. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, yep, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, yeah, also, the Nike Air Max 90 Mars landing, 
um, released on the 16th. I don't know how you looked, how you felt about those, but I thought they were pretty fire. They're, they're cool. I'm not, I'm not 100% You're not on them. too big I, on them? Okay. Yeah, not really, but they're, they're cool. Like, if, if I had a chance to get them, I would probably get them just to say I had them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going to break my neck over trying to find <laughs> them. You know? Right. Um, they're not like, because um, I'm, I'm still trying to get the off-white, um, the off-white low-top Nike. Um, I don't know. What, what, oh, what the Air Force called? ones? Uh, no, no, no. They're the off-white. Um, they're like the low-cut Nike off-white. And I want the blazer off-white, too. But I'm definitely looking for the off-white um, Nike low-cut. I don't know. Yeah. the. Um, I really don't know the, the the titles, but I know those things are fire, and I really want to pick. The Vapor. I think it's the Vapor. Oh, the Vapor Max. Yeah. Those are okay, the, yeah. the off-white Vapor Max. Yeah, I really want those really bad. Um, so I'm still looking around for those. And I, and I want the Nike off-white blazer as well. So as far as kicks, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So those are the only kicks I'm searching for at this moment. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, Puma's actually right. been putting out more basketball sneakers as well, so that's pretty cool to see that they're really well, trying yeah. to make that big resurgence now. Um, they yeah. put out um, the ones they had out there in All Star. They put out a, a new colorway of them, and then they put out. Um, oh. I think this is the Palace uh, Court, and that's more like a low cut basketball shoe. It looks more like, like a 90s basketball shoe than the two that they put out that are like yeah. newer basketball shoes. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Puma, I don't know. Uh, Puma basketball singer's not too big on them, but um, <laughs> I think it's great they're trying to get back, um, get back into uh, dropping the basketball sneakers. Um, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, it's been some pretty, it's been some pretty fire stuff uh, being put out, and the summer's about to approach, so you know it's going to be um, heating up a little bit more. Oh yeah, it's going to be even better then. You're right. So um, yeah, uh, we're going to try to be a lot more active with uh, the BCG podcast, put out more episodes for you guys. But Mondays, we're going to continue to try to um, catch up and get up on these topics. Uh, me and Joe. So um, thank you, Joe, for today, and we'll be back next week, guys, to talk yep. a little more. All right. Peace. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff. All right. No problem.